Hello, friends, and welcome. You're listening to Unscripted Sex Ed, the podcast, where we talk about navigating sexuality as a young adult. From figuring out answers to the questions we've had since middle school and high school to exploring the narratives that have shaped American beliefs and values about how we experience our bodies, relationships, gender, and pleasure, we're your hosts, Courtney. And Mallory, we're good friends and sexuality educators diving into these conversations. So pull up a chair, get comfy, and let's dive in. How are you doing on this dark, dark, early dark day? Uh, Yeah, tired's a good word for it. I'm doing overall. I'm doing well, though. Um, That's good. uh, You know, and then we've also been hanging out in, what, uh, Panini, a pandemic Uh, here. Patricia. Patricia. Patrice. For, like... (laughs) Paterable. Yeah, almost two years. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, like twenty months. That's ridiculous. Um, too many. Too too many months. Way, really. Way too many. So Ugh. yeah, the anxiety and the stress, stress. the depression. Yeah. It's you know, all up. Yeah, and some people are still in their little cubby holes. You know, mm, people mm-hmm. with disabilities or who can't have access to certain things. You know, are really struggling to get out there. Um, I know we are both homebodies where we're mm-hmm. like, I would love to be in my little hole because we're lucky to be able to do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, with wanting to be in your little hole or having to stay in your little hole comes with a lot of different feelings. Yeah. Like anxiety and stress and depression and a lot, so a lot around the whole like unknown. There's so many unknowns and yes, big, big questions that have oh well beyond the you know almost two years now but they just it seems like a new crisis or a new major existential question is rolling through with more frequency yes oof is a is a great way to sum it all up (laughs) (laughs) oof yeah so you know if you are listening and you are feeling anxious or stressed or even you know having some depression hit you it's just not feeling you Mm -hmm. uh first off no you're not alone not alone at all Mm -mm. nope you're you're listening to two people who have been and will share about their experiences being in the same boat Mm -hmm. as you yeah but also how all of this how we talk about mental health and how we talk about self-care mm-hmm. how it all comes into play with our sexuality how it affects our physical bodies as much as it does our emotional bodies and well-being mm-hmm. and then how we interact with others so we're yes. talking about mental health and sexuality today oh yeah the good the bad the feeling good the wanting to feel good, mm-hmm. right? That's that's what we all want to do <laughs> out in the world. The feeling all the feelings. That too, yes. Yeah. <laughs> As that comes along with both of those. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you want to kick us off, uh, Mel? Uh, got any sure. kind of stories or things to share about <laughs> your mental like health and life? Oh my gosh. I feel like there's so many and it's more just determining what I want to share with all of you Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this moment in time. Um, 
and kind of just to like bounce back to episode two where we're talking about birth control and how much that has impacted my own mental health mm-hmm. and desire um I think the the biggest moment that sticks out, which I know I've mentioned there, is how I responded with the implant and how my libido was just shot to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was nothing. Um, when previously to that, like, I was having sex or engaging in sexual activity weekly. Um, and, like, weekly. Like, we're talking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> there were no breaks. It was so much fun. And that was for real um I had a great time and then got hormones in my body that made me not want any of it um so when you go through that like you have this blossoming relationship Mm -hmm. with someone and you're like yeah I love this I love your body I love what you can do with your body I love my body I love what I can do with my body Mm -hmm. and then it's gone (laughs) like those feelings of want, of desire, of wanting to be touched, like thinking about being Mm -hmm. touched were just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Did it happen just, you know, did it happen like overnight? Or did you notice as these hormones were being more released, more continually in your body, was there a build up to that? That's a great question. And I don't know if I can answer that. Okay. I feel like I feel like it happened overnight. Mm-hmm. I think my partner would respond that it happened over time, that like I didn't want to engage as frequently, mm-hmm. and then it just stopped. Mm-hmm. And like stopped for a, a year and a half, mm-hmm. two years. So yeah. from going to like engaging in sexual activity of some kind from every day to like almost every other day mm-hmm. to absolutely nothing was wild. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to ask you, like, was that jarring to you? I think for me and where, like, what those hormones were doing for me, I had no idea. Like, for me, I was like, (laughs) like, just that, that cloud around you, the fog, Mm -hmm. the, the moving through the motions, but not understanding it. Um, I think my partner would very much be like, no, this was fucking hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this was Fair. fucking terrible. Um, and looking back, I'm like, ooh, yeah. Like, I rejected him a lot. I would, like, run away because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to be touched like this or this feels weird or, like, being sent mm-hmm. back into, um, like, a trauma mindset yeah. in a way and not understanding why. So... That was, like, a big chunk of my relationship with this person who I have now married. Um, Congratulations. Yes, thank you. But also, like, what an amazing man to Mm -hmm. go through all that and be patient with me. Mm -hmm. Um, But we had to have a lot of conversations where it's like, hey, Mm -hmm. I know we thought this would be a great option. I know this is what we both wanted to try. This is not working out. it's not working. Yeah. (laughs) This is terrible um and then I got it removed like the week of my birthday which was amazing but nothing changed Mm. Mm -hmm. nothing changed um and it wasn't until I went on a different birth control method 
um, which I believe I also mentioned, like I went back on Nuvering Mm -hmm. and that's where things started to come back to normal. Like I was moving my body differently. I was touching him more, like just Mm -hmm. um, rubbing his back or just like insinuating like, hey, Mm -hmm. are you ready? (laughs) Um, And having more instances of having sex compared to Mm -hmm. other times. Um, But like before the implant like I had a lot of sex I had a lot of sexual activity I loved my body I loved learning how I can feel in my body um especially when it comes to sex and you know just like ooh, I can do this and this feels great and you know let's have fun exploration yes loved exploring safely consensually Mm -hmm. um but yeah that was it was great but Knowing what I know now, I, I, right? Like everyone, everyone reacts differently. But for me, I was yeah. like, I, I wish I knew this because that was terrible. Oh, well. like, and, and, and a long time to yeah be waiting to feel better. Yeah. And thinking that like, and if people have gone to medical providers or something and they're like, I don't feel good on this. A lot of times they'll ask you how long you've had this mm-hmm. birth control method. Yeah. Um, because if it's in like a if you've only had it for a few months to them that's enough not enough time for them to remove it because of how you're feeling um right because that's how it was go ahead a few months like adjustment period Mm -hmm. uh typically for hormonal birth controls it's yeah like one to three sometimes three to six even they'll push it out so yeah i think for the implant they were pushing for a year to wow. have it yeah because okay. that was the first question I got when I was getting it removed they're like so how long have you had it I was like two and a half years I want it out and they're like oh oh okay yeah so you definitely know that it doesn't work and I was like not yeah. for me <laughs> no this is terrible that's a long um, time to have to like wait to be like yeah no this doesn't work for me yeah Ugh, and also sometimes. just like thinking it was different things like I was going to school full-time I was working a job full-time I also had two part-time jobs like I was doing a lot during this time that I was like well it's because I have so much on my plate or it's because I'm driving you know extra stress of right school and jobs and absolutely it's bullshit (laughs) you don't feel good (laughs) if you don't feel good on a birth control method remove it like it's probably the hormones granted there are ways that you should be coping with mm-hmm. you know doing all those things but I felt good doing those things like those were all things I wanted to do I was like no I'm on the grind because I want to be on the grind and this mm-hmm. is the grind that I want to do um but yeah I mean it really oh, it was not fun at all and now you know, just to follow up from not being on birth control anymore, you know, mm-hmm. getting those natural hormones flowing again, those natural right. feelings of desire and, like, engaging sexually and, like, enjoying well, it. And they're balanced out for your yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's probably the most prominent mm-hmm. mental health and desire and mental mm-hmm. health and sex moment that I can I can hopefully be helpful to all of you listeners out there yeah Yeah. how about you court how how has your journey been um I mean somewhat similar of 
harkening back to the other episode, episode two. Um, but I don't think I experienced this to the same degree that I know others have uh, mm-hmm. around anxiety and birth control. Um, I have an anxiety disorder anyway, like apart from birth control. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a factor at play, um, as does my partner. He also has an anxiety disorder. Uh, We often joke that our poor children someday will be the ones in the corner um, just freaking out and not knowing how to handle life. Um, Like, these poor kids are doomed. Um, (laughs) Also knowing how you will be as a parent that will be like, hey, you, you're feeling type of way. Let me help you out. This is what my mom taught me. Hear your feeling words. Where are you at? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I will never leave a child in the corner to feel their feelings all by themselves um, and not handle it. No, but like we we just, and it's not genetic, right? Yeah. Anxiety disorders are not genetic. but yeah, we've we've both been through our sins of anxiety mm-hmm. and had to learn a lot of through coping with them. Um, As I'm sure a lot of people are yeah. navigating right now. Yeah, super relevant to right now because um, anxiety is just up, like kind of across the board with all of those mm-hmm. unknowns we were talking about. But and it really does. It just at different points killed my libido. Or his libido. Um, Mm -hmm. And that can also be super frustrating of not being able to get on the same page. Um, Right. And there's this pressure that kind of comes along with sexuality. Yes. um, That you're like, oh, man, like, I know they want it and I want to want it. And I want to be able to perform and do you know, what I know in some part of my brain knows I want and that it feels good, but I can't access that part right now. I just, I Mm -hmm. can't get there sometimes. Um, and so like if anyone's felt those frustrations, again, you're not alone. Um, my partner and I have been, this has just been kind of a back and forth for us. Um, sometimes we get on the same page and it's great and lovely. Um, that is not the majority of the time for us in trying to deal with these anxiety disorders. Um, and we have been married for six and a half years. Um, and it has been the majority of that time. Um, so also know it ebb, ebbs and flows, even if you mm-hmm. don't have an anxiety disorder. Um, yeah. It ebbs and flows with life. And yeah, for us, we also have a lot of conversations and... Um, planning sometimes it's not it's not sexy to plan when you want to have sex and sometimes yeah it's completely necessary yes to do to be like we're putting some intentionality behind this we are i'm showing up for you in this way to put that intentionality behind it um so that you know I still care, and I mm-hmm. that I I'm trying to access this right now. Um, so yeah, a lot of ours is anxiety and like stresses, and that that can just be a killer. Can be such a mood killer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, does planning help with both of your anxieties and stress around just just to compartmentalize mm-hmm. your anxieties and stress? Like how how does that work for, for yes. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I A am super type A, as Mallory is very well aware. Um, yes, I we am both a are. Planner. I love to plan things down to the T. Um, so we really find that there is a balance. There is a hey, I know on this day. Right, looking at our overall schedules, this is probably going to be our best shot. Let's try for it. Let's mm-hmm. go for it. Um, and then we check in on that day or closer to like when we want to engage. And sometimes it's a straight up, I really wish I could, but I am so exhausted I can't. Or, you know, I, I will. Um, but these are the things that I'm willing to the way that I'm willing to engage right now. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, these are the acts I can do. Like, right. I I can't do, you know, full penis and vagina intercourse. Um, right. And don't have it in my body tonight, or I don't have it mentally tonight. Um, and that's okay, right? It is for us a lot of the act of intentionality. And then mm, just mm-hmm. also having a flexibility of an understanding and graciousness of it's not you. And it is... The moment we are in, and this yeah. is how we're going to handle the moment. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that, even being able to share those things, there is a level of emotional intimacy mm-hmm. um, that fosters the relationship. You know, sometimes as much as the physical intimacy, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of give and take, a lot of ebb and flow, so. Yes. Yes, it is, which we'll do a later episode on having conversations mm-hmm. with your partner. Um, for those of you who are like, wait, how did, what, how, how do you feel like you can have that with them? And, and how do you yeah. get to a point where, like, you're okay saying, no, not tonight? Um, right. How, how yeah. do you ask these questions? Right. <laughs> or even, yeah. yeah, put words to some of these thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but a big thing overall, and that has helped and does help, I find, um, partially with a general anxiety management tip, is mindfulness, um, but also then bringing that into the sexual relationship. Um, and I think I might have mentioned something along these lines uh, last week in the last episode around body image and being mindful. Um, but that mindfulness, that being present in mm-hmm. the moment and connecting to your senses, all the five senses and your surroundings, like that's a great way to A, be managing anxiety and mm-hmm. also fully participating in a sexual moment. And the more you can like practice that and be in that mindset, you, you can see there, there's a change um, where you're, you know you might want it more. You might be more willing to explore more things mm-hmm. or more avenues with partners when you are being present. Yeah. And a great way to, to practice that for you to get ready to do that with a partner is one of our favorite things. Masturbation. We love talking about masturbation. We well, if you couldn't figure that out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all things yes. all things sexual, but definitely masturbation um, mm-hmm. with toys, with you know, tools, um, tools such as toys or like things that you 
found around the house that you can safely Mm -hmm. use. Um, Fingers are amazing. You don't Mm -hmm. have to get any more money. (laughs) You don't have to spend money to use your own fingers. Yeah, just wash your hands and go to town. Yeah, PSA. Please wash your hands. (laughs) Yes, please wash your hands before you start touching your body parts. And your toys, they always have to be washed. As well as pee after masturbation and sex in general. Super important. It helps you not get any UTIs. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, masturbation is a great way to tap into what feels good for you. If I Mm. touch this part of my body, if I touch this part of my body, how do I respond? Do I like it? Do Mm. I love it? Do I hate it? Does it make me go... Ooh, that feels really good. Or, you know, what about this? What about that? Does this position work better? Do Mm -hmm. I like to be on my stomach? Would I rather be on my back? What about, like, on my side? You know, finding out what feels good in what what space, where you are, whatever it might be, and you can take those the time to really tap into those five senses. Like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is where I'm seeing. This is how I'm sounding. These are the noises. This is the touch that I'm feeling. Anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and along that whole sensory note, right, if you are using, you know, your hands, you know, pressure, Mm -hmm. you know, the amount of pressure that's being used, um, is it fingertips? You know, is is it a grazing sensation? Is it palming? And I'm like full hand motions here. Um, you know, those are all types of ways and things to pay attention to and how you're responding. Toys, toys offer a whole other world. If you yes. have never used one, no shame. Um, if you're curious about it, recommend, you know, you don't have to go crazy. You don't need to buy the $200 toy. Um, nope, start small. Start small and just figure out, you know, what is it that you're most curious about? Where do you want to start? And encourage you to go for it. Because um, toys offer a lot of different sensations. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different toys out there that provide different stimulation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some are, you know, they're the classic rabbits or dildos. And they're meant for penetration. Um, and mm-hmm. for those with vulvas, you know, penetration is usually and often not the only way that someone's going to get off um, or even the primary way. And so you may want to figure out, explore using toys that focus more on the clitoris, right? And is vibration your deal? Do you like vibration? Do you like sucking? Do you like pulsing? There are all of these sensations um, that are out there for you to explore and you can definitely do it safely. Um, Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Mallory, what are some of the benefits of masturbation? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. There's so many. But, like, just going from how we started this podcast, mm-hmm. if you are feeling all the feels, if you're like, oh, my gosh, it gets dark at 4 o'clock, and mm-hmm. now I want to go to bed, but then I end up there and I'm not sleeping at all, masturbation is a great little dose to get you ready for bed like it's a great sleep aid yes do what you need to do whatever feels good for you you know even if you're like figuring things out you're like oh this is my body let's check it out 
even if you're doing that and you're like, oh, wow, that felt great. Mm-hmm. In about five minutes, you will probably be asleep. And it's amazing. It's also a great mm-hmm. stress reliever. So maybe you're still working from home. You know, you're at home. Mm-hmm. You're like, OK, today was hard. This right. is really All difficult. Life is at home. Right. You're like, all right, um, I got a 30-minute lunch break. My bed's right next door. I'm just going to do 10 minutes, maybe. Maybe you take the whole 30. Right? Again, do what you want to do. And you just have this amazing midday stress reliever. And you're mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, yes, okay. I can get through the last three and a half, however many hours there are in the day, crank out work, and I am good to go to shut it down and mm-hmm. move on. Um, it's also great to just like feel good about yourself, right? You like figure out what feels good, what what spots feel good, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh yes, I can conquer the world because I know where those pleasure spots are on my body, and that is an amazing thing. What other ways did I miss, Courtney? Stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, I mean, it is a flood of dopamine and mm-hmm. serotonin and all, like all of the feel good happy chemicals um that our brains are really seeking right now yes. um like extra extra um right now if you're especially if you're struggling and like it's a simple thing it doesn't need to involve anybody it doesn't need to be complicated um and so you know can kind of help you get out of a little bit of a rut mm-hmm. um yeah it also just like it's it can be super soothing like you said like it takes down that anxiety and stress it can be energizing like i yes. know we talked about like yeah it's great before bed to go to sleep <laughs> um but it could also you know give you that little bit of energy uh to help finish out your day yeah yeah and there's all really good benefits there's definitely more that we missed, but those are like the top ones that definitely went with, you know, how you might be feeling right now, mm-hmm. how how we have definitely felt in the last, would you say, 20 months? Yeah. Forever, it seems, um, lost in this portal of time. Um, but it's a great way. And if, if you're not comfortable touching yourself or masturbating, that's okay, too. You don't yeah. have to do it because we're like, masturbation does all these amazing things. Yes, it does amazing things. But also, if you just touch your belly, maybe that's a soft spot for you. And you're like, okay, I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. with it, but I want to feel good doing something with my body. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what you do. Maybe you put lotion on your legs and you're like, ah, you know what? This touch mm-hmm is exactly what I need, calms me down from the end of the day, this is perfect. Or a lotion on your arms. Maybe it's just giving yourself a hand massage, painting your nails. Taking a Um, shower. Taking a shower. Yes, do not underestimate the power of water on your body and washing the day away. There are so many ways that you can incorporate um, different things about your body Mm -hmm. to just make you feel good. And... Most times it does lead to, you know, desire and sexuality and you just learning what feels good, what touch feels good, what what makes you like tingle, what makes you be like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that rubbing my thigh felt so damn good. Right. Things mm-hmm. like that that you can take into any kind of relationship that you might be in. So it's not just about masturbation. Masturbation is amazing and we will always cool. promote masturbation. But there are other ways that you can mm-hmm. to f- you can feel good in your body. 
Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, come back to that moment, that present moment. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. So. Yeah. All right. If there's one takeaway from today, Mallory, what would it be? Oh, hmm. I think just to, like, summarize everything I've said is, like, learn what feels good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we a lot of times with sex, it's about, like, what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but learn what feels good for you. What what spots feel good to be touched? What do you enjoy? Learn what you hate. And he can be like, no, I don't like that. But please do this instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your takeaway, Court? Um, I think my takeaway is... There, no matter how you're connecting to your body or trying to connect, um, you can do so in a way that is affirmative mm-hmm. and pleasurable for you. Um, and hopefully that brings down any anxieties that you're having um, or, or boosts, a, you know, a crappy mood. So, yes. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.